Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as the Cowboy Way protein powder. And for our listeners, use your special discount code, MODERNCOWBOY, at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. And I just would like to thank all of you, our podcast listeners and customers, who have supported the Modern Cowboy brand and have been a part of our community since we launched in 2018, as well as all of the amazing guests who shared their stories on the show. Just remember, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Cowboy Podcast. Uh, it's been a crazy uh, couple weeks here. Um, one thing, it's hotter than heck here in, in Arizona, and it's been humid. We've been having some uh, um, monsoons. So, uh, and my guest I got on, I'm su- super excited to have Cave on. Uh, you know, he's, I- I've I've known him through social media for quite a while, and, and uh, you know, we've talked a lot. He's He's been a customer of modern cowboy products and 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 so on and so forth and he's got his own podcast now um which is super cool and uh just excited to have mom but we were just talking before here and he was saying uh how humid it is back there in arkansas too so um, i'm not the only one sweating and we're both wearing shorts so we're not going to be horseback right now but anyway uh cave i'm going to say your name solhoff correct Solhoff, that's right. And that's your first guest, Sulhoff. I mean, that's close to, we've gotten so many different name pronunciations that you wouldn't believe we make it a family joke now. So, 
Well, I, I, I know because my name's Hillenbrand, and I get everything from Hildebrand, Hildebrandt. I mean, it's it goes on and on, so uh, I know what that's like. But... Oh, yeah, I forget the D at the end of your name every time I write your name down, so it's... <laughs> well, well, so there's 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 no D in my name. It's H-I-L-L, Hillenbrand, D at the end. Ah, see, yeah. there we go, yeah. yep. And so I would always tell people, ride over the hill and brand the cow. That's, what I, uh, that's how I'd remember it. I like that, all right. But anyway, hey, Cabe, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast, dude. It, it's it's exciting to have you on. I, I can't remember the first time, you know, we talked on social media. Um, I, and I know you did some videos and stuff, and then you got uh, some T-shirts, did some super cool pictures. The thing about Cabe is, is first time I saw you, I thought, okay, there's a guy in Hollywood running around trying to act like you. And it's, uh, <laughs> um, what's his name? Chris Pratt. Oh, that's not the first time I've heard that one. <laughs> I, oh, dude, I, I know, but I, I think I think you're more shredded than 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 Chris, and I think I think you're younger than him too. But anyway, you could definitely be his 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 brother for sure. He could be your brother, one or the other. But uh, anyway, man, excited to have you on. You live in Arkansas, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now I do. Rosebud, Arkansas. Where did you just recently move there? Or have you been there a while? Actually, I've been here. Uh, this makes about four weeks I've been here. Um, and it's a re- real small town. I thought I grew up in a small town and I moved to Rosebud <laughs> and population is 482 and it just turned uh, 483. So, no, it's cool though. I like it a lot. Everybody knows each other and, you know, you walk into the gas station and everybody's wearing spurs or a cowboy hat or, you know, is open carrying. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So, yeah. yeah. Gotta love that. So now where were you before? Before this, I was in Tennessee um mid tennessee so i was about 45 minutes south of uh nashville and uh in spring hill tennessee okay and i was uh i was running a about a 420 460 acre ranch over there and uh it was for uh dr john savaro he owned a pretty pretty massive small animal clinic in spring hill tennessee right so i ran a day-to-day basis for that ranch um, I did do it by myself. Now it's a lot of acres to cover by yourself, but uh, we had about we only had a, we had about a hundred head of cattle, and it was a cow calf operation. Um, we had a few horses there, and I got to do a little bit of training with them. And then pretty much other than that, it was everything under the sun between you know plumbing to carpentry to electrical work to metal fat metal uh, fabrication to um, you know, automotive repair, pretty much everything. So, all, all, all the modern cowboy stuff that all you got. Modern cowboy stuff. That's right. You don't. I love riding a horse, but that, just because you're not on four legs all the time doesn't mean you're a cowboy. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So cool. So I, I didn't realize that that, uh, that you had just moved. And and now, did you grow up in Tennessee or where are you from originally? No, sir. So originally, I'm from Northeast Georgia, uh, in a small, again, a small town, uh, Cleveland, Georgia. Okay. So kind of up near Blue Ridge area with all the mountains. Okay. And uh, really cool little town. And like I said, it was super mountainous and everything. But we had about ten acres and down in the valley over there. Yeah. And and then how long how long ago did you move from there to Tennessee? Oh man, I I had a couple places before that too. So. Oh okay. <laughs> um, I... I was in Georgia, and then um, I also did schooling in Georgia. And I uh, was in Alabama for a while. I worked seven or eight years running a YMCA camp over there. And um, I also facilitated the horse operation there. 
And then after college, I moved to South Carolina and worked for a, uh, a horse training facility. And I managed their ranch as well. And um, that was fun because we also ran a lot of Longhorn rodeo cattle. Yeah. And we leased them to rodeos. And that was a lot of fun. Um, a little more dangerous, but a little more fun. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I went to Kentucky for a while and I worked for the Haggard Equine Medical Institute. Um, I got to see some really, really expensive, expensive, expensive horses. And yeah. uh, that was cool, but also a little little scary when you're working on them. <laughs> yeah. uh, then I went to Tennessee. So, Very cool. How long were you in Tennessee? I was in Tennessee for about two years. Okay. Not too long. Yeah. What did you say it was, Springville or Springtown? Spring Hill. Spring Hill, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my wife loves Tennessee, and she wants to get like a piece of property or a house or something there. So, um, good luck, man. It is expensive. Well, you know that's funny you say it because I Googled it and I looked and I thought, man, this stuff's pretty expensive <laughs> around here. If you can get your hands on on land over there, then you know, do it. Yeah, but then sit on it for about five years and flip it because you'll make <laughs> at least twice what you had in it. So, yeah, sure. it, it it looked expensive. Yeah, it's 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 pricey, but everybody there is super cool, and you know you're just far enough from Nashville um, where all the crowds aren't bothering you, but you can still right. go out there and have a have a pretty decent time and and um, you know unwind for a little bit and watch some music. So yeah, it, it was cool. It was a very cool experience and a great place to work for a while. Yeah, well, you know I've I've had so many people on the podcast from Nashville, and and I've got so many invitations to come there, and actually uh, I've got other. Uh, some other friends there and then my wife's got uh some family there as well um and i've been there a couple times i just haven't been back there in a while so we're, we're definitely gonna have to make it back that way and check it out what now what did you what did you go to college for what did you study in in college so uh i went to berry college um which is a it's a private school um it also it's the largest campus in the world which is cool really uh, Twenty-seven thousand acres and they have their own postal code no uh, kidding. Their own wildlife management area. It was it was pretty wild, and uh, they were one of the only self-sufficient, uh, or I guess that's how you say it, colleges where they had their own logging, masonry, cattle operation, horse operation, all that. So, um, since I was pretty little, I always wanted to be a veterinarian. Uh huh. And so uh, my dad also went to Barry, so I decided I was gonna go to Barry. And um, it's funny about that a little side story is I met my roommate at Barry when I was in fifth grade <laughs> and I was in his class and me, both of our parents went to Barry and I don't know what fifth graders are doing talking about college, <laughs> but uh, we were just talking about it for some reason. And I was like, well, I'm going to go to Barry college. And he said, well, I'm going to go to Barry college. And uh, I was like, man, it would be cool if we could be roommates. And oh then lo God. and behold, you know, we got there and we were both there and we were roommates all throughout college. No kidding. But so, I, I went there for vet, pre-vet. Right. To get the pre-vet degree. And I got the pre-vet degree, um, which is an animal science major and a chemistry minor. And, uh, you know, as a lot of people that graduate with that degree, they get out of school and they're really tired of school. Yeah. And they realize that they're broke. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I, that, that, along with a couple other reasons, I decided that, you know, I still wanted to be involved with animals and agriculture, but I didn't need to sell my, my soul and, uh, you know, four more years of my life and a lot of extra debt to it. So, right. 
that was kind of the story there. Yeah, so so I, I, I can totally get that. I totally understand that. I mean, you know, I went to chiropractic college, and when I went, it wasn't as expensive as it is now, but I, I, I talked to guys that are, you know, getting out of school right now with a quarter of a million dollars in debt. And, yeah. and, and in chiropractic, you, I mean, I mean, it, it, you got you got to know how to market. Well, any business you got to know how to market, you know. And uh, to 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 make those payments, just make those payments on those student loans uh, alone. You, you know, you got to you got to see patients, man. And uh, it's it's not it's not as well. I won't say as easy as it used to be, but but I guess it's really not, you know. And so, well, you, you make know. a good point there, Dan, because like you know, if you're the big thing now is marketing. Right. So right. everybody, you go to you go to college to get a marketing degree or a business degree, and that's just where you make your money. Right. Um, but if you're going to be, you're going to school. I, I tell people when they ask what my degree is, I say my degree was cowboy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just they just kind of walk with that and go. But um, when you when you get a bachelor's degree in cowboy, and you that's not going to pay your debt off. <laughs> no. And no. Uh, most most everyone I've worked for and all the ranches that I've managed. Um, every single owner of that ranch had their, the ranch was the side hustle. Right. Um, they had a, a profitable business that was helping supplement what they couldn't, you know, provide at the farm. Right. And so that does make it tough. And that, that makes it tough for people that, you know, all you want to do is ride horses, train yep. horses, work cattle and all that. And, uh, you gotta make ends meet. So. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. And you know, that's, you know, I've talked about it before many times when I was in practice, you know, and I'd, I'd have my little ranches and stuff. And, I, you know, I was just going to my office and working to try to get home so I could, you know, ride my horses or go rope or, you know, play cowboys or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's 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 funny. I just because I'm building houses now. That's one of the other things that I do as, as I've been in real estate and I've been a builder forever for a long time. Anyway, um, so we're building homes now. And I just I was out on some property we own up here and, and these guys were pulled up there and they, they had a. Really cool. Uh, I always call them really ranchy Texas style trailer. It's just one of them pipe trailers. It's no cover on it, but just pipe. Yep. It, it always looks so cool. Some guys got a nice couple cow ponies in there, some good worn saddles, you know, in their ropes because you know they've been out cowboying and they're the real <laughs> deal. And so I roll up there and they're, they're parked on on my property there. And I I just roll up and said, hey, do you guys bring me a new rope horse? And we got to talking. Well, they they own a big ranch here that's been here since 1905 in Arizona, and and they do excavating and stuff. Uh, and they sell swarrow cactus and, and that, you oh. know, that's, but you know, it's just like you just said, you got to do other things to supplement that cattle outfit, you know, Absolutely. you know, because it's a, it's a different deal nowadays. I mean, the fantasy's there and I know there's some people that do it. I, I know there are, and I know there's some people that, you know, train horses and, and that's all they do for a living and, and God love them. And I know guys that they do really well at it, but for a lot of people, it's uh it's a much tougher game. Yeah, and you may be going going in this direction, but I I'll say this that um, you know it's the icon that people admire the most about the cowboy and and um, that that cow it's worldwide. I mean, right. everybody knows what that is, and um, everybody may have a different perception of it, but um, you don't have to do that every single day to be a cowboy. A lot of it is a mind frame. Yep, and a lot exactly. of grit. You know, it's just getting up. Um, I, I used to read a lot of, uh, a lot of Louis L'Amour books. Right. I've got a whole stack of them and, uh, it's one of my favorite ones is Conager. Yeah. And one of my favorite quotes in there is he says to be a man was to build something to try to make the world about him a bit easier to live in for himself and those who followed. 
And man, I just, I just live by that. And, uh, you know, by living, by doing that, living through that, I just, it kind of portrays outward and people get that kind of cowboy mentality and, and feel. So yep. it's all about the icon. I mean, you don't have to go rope horses every single day just to live that life. So I think that's pretty cool to think about. Absolutely. So now I, I got to ask this, uh, you know, because obviously, I mean, you're, you're a good looking young guy. Uh, I don't know how tall you are, but you seem like you're a big tall guy too, to me for some reason. I don't know. Six uh, two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're a tall guy. Um, have, have you ever done any modeling or anything? I mean, professionally, have you ever got a portfolio shot of you or anything like that? I mean, I'm just curious. Well, no, sir. It's, it's funny you say that though. My mom <laughs> is a professional photographer. Oh my God. Okay. And so I've just had so many pictures taken of me since I was just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> If I see a camera, I get a little bit of a little bit of PTSD, but <laughs> oh, but uh, that... no, I haven't I've really gotten anything like that. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it at all. I think that's super cool. And if I can help sponsor a brand that I admire and I like a lot, right? This you can see the color of this hat. It's not supposed to look like that. It's supposed to look like yours. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I if I love a brand and I'm I'm all about it and I appreciate what they do, then I'm. I'm going to wear it out. Yeah. Uh, but no, I never really got into that or anything. So just, just my phone is about the, the biggest picture I've taken. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, you, there, there may be a, there may be a little hidden gem there for you. It's funny. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to my podcast with, uh, uh, Chris Douglas, you know, he's a yes. f photographer, you know, and, and he's a model. Oh, yeah. And he got picked up out of college by a scout, and he was actually going to University of Tennessee. And he modeled for quite a few years, and I actually just got to meet him in person. And, uh, you know, he's he kind of echoes, like, what you're saying there. He wasn't really even, you know, that fond of, of you know, that profession, but it paid really well, and he had these opportunities, so he took them. But, you know, now he's he's in Montana on a beautiful ranch, and, and uh, he just he, he's on the other end of the camera taking pictures. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I follow him because of your podcast. I heard that. I was like, man, that, sounds, that guy sounds like he knows what he's doing. So I follow him, and I like all his stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, he's um, super super cool guy. Matter of fact, yeah. we're we're going there at the end of the month, and we're going to do a, a photo shoot for Modern Cowboy and stuff. So oh, I'm kind cool. of kind of excited about that. But uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, but yeah. Anyways, so, so hey, so you're you you're down there now in Arkansas from from Tennessee, and and what what's the outfit you're working for down there again? It's called the Rose of Sharon Ranch. Um, it's about sixteen hundred acres. We got about five six hundred head of cattle right now. Um, and then we also precondition and, uh, it's more preconditioning than feedlot, uh, for other people that are shipping cows in just to get them a little bit more fed and ready to get sold. Right. Put um, the gain on them a little, put the gain on them a little bit. Like I said, we got a lot of, lot of land to use and, uh, and the, the owner, he's another vet. His name's Dr. Mike Pallone and super, super cool dude. Um, really, really have enjoyed working for him so far and it's only been four weeks. So I'm really excited to kind of get things going with him. And, uh, and my, my thing with getting at ranches and especially this one, now there's a lot of opportunity is, um, I love to see the place I'm at expand and get right. better. I mean, the only thing I want to see is for it to grow. Right. And so I've got a couple ideas that I'm going to start trying to, um, integrate into the, into the ranch. I would love to see some sort of uh, cattle horse operation, you know, where we're developing those, those horses for people if possible. Right. Um, I would love to see our, our, our cattle 
cattle business kind of grow a little bit too with some more land. So, but it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm essentially the cow boss there, uh, in terms of running the operations, but. Right. So now with, with your, your, your pre, uh, you know, vet degree and stuff, are, are you, I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to probably be doctoring animals and stuff, but are you, you, you haven't looked at like going and being like, you know, like, uh, full-on veterinary assistant that's that's not anything you really want to do or work in a vet clinic like that or well it's funny you say that so i i had all of my hours ready i mean i had my um i had my applications set right um, i had over three thousand hours of vet experience right working in vet clinics and working with vets and um and even here i mean i'll i'll be working cows in the chute or i'll be checking cows something like that and i'll get a call from dr plum and be like hey man i need you to come help me pull this calf or i need you to come with me on a call because i'm gonna need some muscle or i need a second hand and right uh, i'm dropping what i'm doing and i'm going that way and, and meeting them there right so i am getting a lot of vet time um i thought about doing the vet tech certification deal and it's it's funny because the more and more i looked into it the more places i went they were like we you know we we don't need you to get the certification we just need you to be there right got you so, um i just you know i just stayed in the vet work <laughs> without having the debt and without having the the time not to put it into that um which i enjoy a lot so gotcha yeah absolutely well the the thing is that, that you're, you're better off uh if you're going to acquire any any debt uh not consumer debt but uh just acquire real estate debt. So that, you know, yeah. if you can, if you, if you, if you want to build that, cause this is what I do. I build little uh, herds of houses, you know, and, uh, not herds of cattle, just herds of houses. And, and if you can do that and do what you love though, too, uh, you know, that's a way to, to create that other, that other bank and source of uh, residual income and, and retirement income and everything else, you know? So land's got a lot of value. My, my brother, uh, he actually just moved up Jake. He just moved up to South Dakota um, we have a cabin in the Black Hills near right. Rapid City, and it's been in the family for about six generations. Um, so he moved up there to kind of watch that, and he got a really cool job up there. But in his in his spare time, he bought up a house. He just paid it off, just bought himself a house, and he's going to fix it up and flip it. And it's just, I mean, he was explaining to me the numbers, and he's much better at that than I am. But it's a profit. That's a really yeah. good way to do things, for sure. Yeah, that's very cool. Now, is he a younger brother or older? Oh, uh, younger. Younger, younger. I have a, a younger brother and a younger sister, Lena, and um, they were they were both actually adopted from South America, Colombia. Oh, okay. Um, and super super cool. Uh, we we got them when they were very young. I was pretty young, and um, man, they are just absolutely awesome. It's just it was perfect. I mean, talk about God laughing at your plans and just going, no, I got something else for you, and yeah. putting them in our lives, and it's just been super cool. So. That's great, man. Hey, how old are you, by the way? Just, I, I'm just. I'll be 26 in November. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I knew you were young, and uh, you are young. <laughs> yes, yes, I <laughs> but, am. But, you, but <laughs> and, uh, you got you you got a good head on your shoulders. When did you graduate from college? I graduated. Man, it's funny. I always remember when I started, but I forget when I finished. <laughs> uh, I guess it was about two and a half years ago, two or three years ago. Um, I took a, I took an extra year. Uh -huh. I, I don't like, I, I call it my victory lap. I don't like calling it a fifth year. <laughs> right. I feel a little bit better by myself. <laughs> right. Um, I took an extra year um, just because I had a pretty bad, uh, bad accident in my sophomore year of college. 
um, really bad. In fact, I, you know, I should not be here uh, at all. And so I was, I was given some a lot of grace uh, in that time of my life, and I got to have a little bit more time to get my wheels back on. So I took an extra year in college there uh, at Barry. What, what, what happened? If, as, as much as you want to explain, what kind of accident did you have? Uh, it was, it was in Kentucky, and you know, I was working for Haggard uh, Econ Medical Institute. And um, I just I had a head-on collision with with another guy, and uh, we there were no skid marks, so it was about 120 miles total, miles per hour both ways. And um, you know, honestly, Dan, how it ended, uh, I was I was chosen to stay, and the other guy was chosen to go, and so yeah. that's not at all how it should have gone in terms of what it looked like. But uh, it's just. You know, I, I'm a I'm a big proponent, and God, knowing a lot more about about what He's got planned for you than you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Gave me that that second second opportunity to do things, and and since then I've uh, that's that's really just been my mindset is to make myself absolutely better for whatever thing He's got planned for me to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I've actually on my on Instagram I posted a couple pictures of. Of the tattoos that I got, and um, the first one I got was a little quote that I'd come up with. It was, "Your limits are not my own." Right. And um, you know, it, that's just basically, you know, it just just because you are incapable or, or or don't feel like you can do something doesn't mean that I can't do it either. Um, and then the other one is First Corinthians fifteen ten, and that's, "By the grace of God, I am what I am." And his grace to me was not was not without effect because I worked harder than all of them, yet not me, but the grace that was within me. So it's a, a lot of growing since that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, learn well, a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, you know the thing is, it's it, it never stops. You know, I mean, you're only no. 26, um, and uh, you know, I mean, I'm 63, and uh, you know, it, it took me to 60 to really, uh, I mean, really, honestly kind of feel like I've, uh, I know what I'm doing to a certain degree, just as much as much as I can know myself. Because I agree with you 100%. You want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. Because oh, he's it's, had it, a lot of good time with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's that's the thing. It's it, That happens with all of us. Absolutely. And I think until we're ready to, uh, you know, submit to that, you're going to still have a, a, a tougher time and a tougher struggle. You're still going to have struggles once you, once you just submit and agree to it, but... When you know that that there's there's a, a, a you know a, a greater uh, power that's directing your life, man, and and you're and you're open to going with it, it it's going to get better, you know. Absolutely, I, I'm big into reading, and I do a lot of self improvement books and everything. Yeah. And there's a quote that I took from that. Um, it's essentially what you're saying. He was bringing up problems and people having problems, and he was essentially saying, you know, everybody has problems, and you can't hope for no problems. Because it's going to happen, you know. Everybody, no matter what you do, they. But there are good problems. Yes. So it's not. Don't hope for. Don't hope for no problems. Hope for good problems. Yep. Because yep. that way you're anticipating those. You're anticipating disappointments, and that doesn't mean you're set up for failure. That means you're set up to pick yourself back up, dust yourself off, and say, "All right, let's get back on again. Let's do this." Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. No. No doubt. It's. Uh, and it's a process, man. It just, it, you know, the thing is, what's, what's so what's so great that I, I like about you know talking to young guys like you too is, 
You know, I didn't have that mindset when I was 26. I, I was, you know, I just thought that I was 10 foot tall, bulletproof, and, you know, it was all about me. And and I had to learn the hard way many times throughout my life, uh, you know. Um, and uh, so I, it's just great to see, you know, young, smart guys like you. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of you guys out there, guys and girls both, you know, that uh, I've been able to, you know, have on the podcast and, and been able to meet through this whole you know, social media medium, and uh, it's it it's good, and it and it helps it helps all of us. You know, um, I get I get messaged all the time. People just they listen to a podcast and they go, "Man, that, that was just so inspiring." You know, I heard his story, and every time that I, I do a podcast, it's just like with you. I I didn't know an nth of the stuff that you've talked about already, and just like with your your accident, I mean that I mean I could tell that that was a horrific, you know, thing that happened in your sure. life, but it is a major. A turning point for you too yep yep i always like to say that um it's a very cool thing to know that god's knows more of what you're capable of doing than you are yeah yeah and that's 100 percent truth you know yeah no doubt now did you play sports when you were in in uh school or i i did in high school and i did everything i did baseball basketball sport or, or sport track uh football um, I got second in the state for skeet shooting. Oh man! <laughs> and, um, thought there was another. Oh, I did play soccer once, <laughs> and uh, literally once. I was eight years old, and I was on a rec ball team. <laughs> and I can proudly say uh, I scored one goal, <laughs> and I cannot proudly say it was in the wrong goal. So <laughs> that was pretty much it for me. I decided, you know, all these other sports are cool, but soccer's not it for me. Yeah. In terms too of everyone funny. saying go go go, they were actually saying no no no. Well, I was just right. too excited. So, <laughs> <laughs> so did you play? Did you play sports in college too, or I did not play sports in college. No, yeah. I uh, I in high school actually I had to stop with sports and football around junior year. Um, I ended up breaking a kid's helmet with my head in football. Oh man! And uh, I, he dropped the ball, so you know that was great. <laughs> right, <laughs> but. Uh, that was a pretty serious concussion, and then the accident that added that accident that added more to the concussion to it. And I was like, you know, I just I'll stick to uh just riding horses. That's enough of a, a risk for me right now. So <laughs> yeah, no no doubt. So hey, I I seen too on your social media you you recently took a vacation. I did. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, and I saw some of the pictures which were awesome. You looked like you had a great time. You did some fishing and stuff. Where where'd you guys go? We went to the we went to the Keys, mm -hmm. um, and man, it was just an experience I have never had before. Uh, I, I'm not a big proponent or fan of being in a large body of water where there are yeah. things bigger than me that I yeah. cannot. I'm just I'm not about it, you know. I just <laughs> if there are little basses, you know, nibbling on my toe or something like that, whatever. But I don't like things that are bigger than me looking yeah. at me, and I can't see them. Yeah, and so. Uh, when Maddie, uh, my girlfriend, she she told me that I was invited on the trip to go with her and her family, which is really really cool experience. Uh, I was like, that's awesome, but I'm gonna warn you, <laughs> I'm gonna be on land. <laughs> and uh, and I kind of got bad. They were they were big into the ocean. Her family lives in Florida and had a little bit of baptism through fire in that experience. Yeah, because uh, you know I hadn't really swam in that swam in that. I hadn't had a snorkel on or or flippers or or anything like that right. and uh they they pretty much just threw me out in the water 
And it, I'll tell you what, man, it is amazing how badly your body does not want to breathe underwater. Yes. <laughs> it is incredible. I mean, it's, I'm glad. I'm glad my body protects me like that. But I was literally choking on air trying to shove my face in that water and breathe out of a snorkel. <laughs> it was, <laughs> but it was a really cool experience. That, by the end, I was breathing out a regulator and we got to see all the island, all the islands of the Keys and, and, uh, and got to do some scuba diving. And that's just super crazy to me but i got to do it and it was very very cool yeah that's that's awesome yeah i would definitely do it again (laughs) yeah yeah very cool um hey you know the other thing too i was when we talked earlier before we started recording i I told you how crazy it was um just my day my week really and you're a busy man well yeah yeah you know i mean seriously yeah and it's all by design but so I'm sitting here looking at my computer. I had to get back up here to Wickenburg, and I'm looking at my computer right now. And my wife and I, we, we were staying in hotels the last, like, five days. And uh, I I've, I think I left my plug to my computer. So I'm looking at my battery right now on my oh, computer, great. and it's going down. So I've, I've got to we, – we've got to – to time this just right so when we're when we're done recording i can hit uh the zoom and have it save save our recording so i I just have to let you know that Um, fair warning (laughs) yeah so hey now do you live right on the ranch there in in where you work or i do so it's a couple of different locations but they're all really really close together so like this house that i got put in which is super super great um i've got a herd here behind my house uh, and I've got a new horse actually here that we just got um, that I'm going to start working here pretty soon. And then, uh, like I said, there's a couple other locations, but the ranch is two minutes away and the clinic is two minutes away. So nice. Very, very close, which is very nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, and, and you, now your podcast, you do your podcast and then you also um, started another thing. And, and I try to get around and, and watch as much other people's stuff as I can and and. I love to listen to podcasts. I don't get to listen to, uh, you know, an nth of, of many of them as I'd like to. But uh, I, I remember when you reached out to me when you started your podcast, and uh, I'd sent you a list of, like, equipment and stuff to get, and you got it going. Uh, and you're on Spotify and, and iTunes and everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and what's the name of your podcast again? Uh, the name of my podcast is I'm Your Huckleberry. That's right. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's right. Um, I'll be honest with you. It's been so hectic and busy these past few weeks, just kind of moving to a new place and get things started. I have not gotten to put out any new episodes, but now that I'm finally getting settled here, um, I just got my internet rolling yesterday. <laughs> so hopefully I'll start kicking some more stuff out here soon. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. So I'm your Huckleberry. I knew it was that name. I just, for, uh, off the top of my head, I couldn't remember it. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That and uh, and also convos with Cabe. Uh, yes, it's not a podcast. But um, I post those videos on Instagram and Facebook, and it's just convos with Cabe all together. And uh, honestly, it's funny how that started. I was hauling hay back in Tennessee, and um, I had to do sixteen. I had to do sixteen loads, twenty-one bales each. And it was about three o'clock in the morning and I was doing it by myself and I had to haul them 10 miles away each trip. And uh, I was just bored and I was just, you know, I was talking to myself and I was like, well, let me not just shout out the wind. Let me make so somebody can hear it. Right. And um, that's kind of how it started. And I just, there's just so much negativity out there, man. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And, yep. um, you know, like late and great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and take a look around once in a while, you could miss it. Yep. And um, 
and I just wanted to give people encouragement and um, and inspiration just to kind of pick their day up, realize that everything's just not as bad as, as media and and social media, news and, and social media, they're just making it out to be. Yep. You know, there's a lot of, there's, the world's full of terrible things that are happening and everything, but um, there's a lot of good things too, and they don't, they don't need to be ignored. So yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's it's so funny because I say that a lot. You, you know, the, all of the hundreds of millions of things that happen throughout the day with families all across the world, mm-hmm. you know, that are good, but the media is going to take these certain little, you know, specific instances. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and just and just blow it up, you know, and and uh, that's what's things so, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. so. Yeah, that's what's so good about you know like uh, you know podcasts and, and like what you're doing. It just uh, it it helps counterbalance that uh, you know that that junk that's there because we don't that's need what it. We can, you know. If there's yep. enough of us. There can be a voice, and and I'm not there to steal a st- steal a show. If anybody else I find is doing that, I follow them and wrote them yeah. just as quickly. So absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm with you 100. percent You know, the thing is, is you ought to you ought to release uh, this this episode here on your podcast as well, too. You know what I mean? Just do a dual do a dual one, and then that way you got some more content because you All know right. that's a great idea. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my battery indicator, and I've still got time, so I I gotta I gotta get to my other questions. You know, I always ask. I started this from day one, and I just I've never quit it. So. Uh, Favorite favorite brand of cowboy hats. So um, I have this rehearsed because I knew these questions would come <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, no, I, I have I have technically four hats, and uh, and they're all in in order of work to nice to really nice, you know. So right, got one hat that I wear exclusively exclusively for the cow pins, and uh, you can tell because it has been stepped on. Many, many times, or thrown many, right. many times. Right. Um, and that one, it's so worn. Honestly, it's been so long, I couldn't tell you the brand of it. But no the other one I have, my other working hat that's sweat-soaked, sweat uh, is a Tony Lama, believe it or not. And, um, you know, I was never a big fan of that, but the band is super nice. It sits in my head really nicely. It's not a leather band. It's like yeah. a, some kind of fabric. Yeah. Um, but it just fits around your head nicely. So if there's wind blowing on my face as I'm, you know, riding a four wheeler around, checking real quick, or riding a horse, and we get a big gust, it doesn't flip off my head. Um, then I got an Atwood, an Atwood uh, straw, and that's my nice, my nice hat. Uh, and I got that out of South Dakota. And then my, I only have one felt, and unfortunately, it does not fit me. Uh-oh. But uh, it's a Stetson, and I, I love it, and I love the brand. Um, but it doesn't fit me, so I'm looking right now at getting a, an American very soon. Hopefully, you know it's, that's quite expensive, and well, I don't have quite that much yet. But <laughs> well, just um, remember, I, you, you could the, the, they come in, uh, you know. I mean, even the 10x American's nice, and and you yeah. know, so it's not like you got to spend seven, eight hundred dollars or a thousand, which is Absolutely. a lot to spend on a hat, you know. Yeah, I'd like to get the American. I'd like to get the steel kind of color. Yeah, yeah I like that. Uh, yep. And rock that. And we're actually, I'm going to a, a bull sale in October at Mississippi State. And uh, I'm hoping to have it by then because it's going to be a pretty formal event. So we'll see. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, how about boots? You got a favorite brand of boots? or? I do. I have worn Ariats for a very long time. 
No kidding. Very long time. And uh, I go through shoes like none other. And they, they're the only ones that have withstood the, the test of time. Um, I love my Ariat boots, and I ride with them a lot. But if, I'm, if I know I'm working cows, you know, bullfighters, they're wearing cleats in the arena. Right. And so I wear um, I wear Merrells, the hiking boots. Yep. Yeah. The uh, the Vibram soles and all that, just because they're yep. super comfortable, and I can I can get pretty agile with those shoes too. So I love some Merrells and I love some Ariats a lot. And then for nice boots, actually, I have a set of a pair of Lou Casey's that are. Oh yeah. I mean, I keep them so clean; they stay in the box. <laughs> yeah. They still smell like cow. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. How about cowboy movies? Uh, you favorite? You, you can probably guess that one by the name of the podcast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Tomb, Tombstone. Tombstone <laughs> is it, man. I could. No one likes watching it with me. Maddie hates watching that movie with me because I just talk. I just quote the entire movie the entire time. But uh, Tombstone is definitely number one, and uh, it's a close tie in second place for. And people are gonna hate me for saying this, but between Lonesome Dove and uh, the Outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah. Man, I yeah. love some Clint Eastwood. That yeah. dude, he just does not give give a heck. It's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, I love cowboy movies to begin with. I grew up watching all the Roy Rogers. Yeah. That's funny, man, that you watch Roy Rogers because, I mean, I had a Roy Rogers lunch pail. We're talking, you know, like awesome. ni- n- like 1963 when I had a Roy Rogers lunch pail. Oh, and, I had his uh, cap guns and his stick horse and everything, man. It was great. <laughs> see, the tradition just doesn't die. That's so cool. It does not. No, I've yeah. got them all saved on VHS for my kids when the time comes. So <laughs> That's great. Uh, that's funny you said that about Tombstone, too, you know, quoting the movie and everything. Like I said, my wife and I, we, we, we stayed in a couple different hotels uh, or this past week, and it was super hot. And my wife kind of got a little heat exhaustion or something. She was under the weather and feeling sick, so uh, she was resting a couple days there. But the one day, Tombstone came on on one of those things. She goes, i got to watch this whole movie now. you know. So it came on. I was going to be leaving, but she was watching it. And as, as I'm standing there, I'm running my mouth quoting you know and she's like be quiet i, I want to hear or whatever so so then later that night when i when we got back together she's like oh now i know what what all those are because she never watched the whole thing before even though i've watched it a hundred million times uh i've got a a painting that was done by buck taylor who was in the movie um yeah and and he and he painted uh um Doc Holliday uh, in a watercolor, and, and it's oh, a super cool. cool painting. And then he, he at the bottom he wrote uh, Daniel Law and Order every time. Uh, so you know, I mean, I've just oh, uh, that's so cool, man. Yeah, that's I just awesome. love that movie. But it's so funny you said it because she was like, "Hey, be quiet. I'm trying to listen to this." So well, anyway. there's just so many one-liners, and I use oh. them almost every day, and people just oh. look at me like they don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Same with Lonesome Dove. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. It's like Forrest Gump. Every time you watch that movie, you learn a yeah. new lesson of life. It's just yeah. <laughs> that's true, man. That's too funny. Well, Cabe, hey, man, it's been awesome having you on, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my battery. I, I don't want this thing to die. I want to be able to uh, Absolutely. To, uh, to get it get it saved. So uh, super cool to, to have you on, man, and, and, and learn more about you. And, hey, we're, we're going to be coming. Well, you're in Arkansas now. I'm going to say we're going to come to Tennessee. You're, how far is Arkansas know, from Tennessee? I'm going back to Tennessee, but now I'm not there anymore. So you'll have to make a trip through, our, through Little Rock or something like that at some point in Arkansas. and. Well, and and I've got more people to see there because there's a couple. I, I there's a couple other guys I've had on the podcast that are from there. And matter of fact, um, Caden Gillard, I think he lives in Arkansas. Okay, the, cool. The, the, yeah, the 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 um, Red Dirt 
uh, music guy. He's got some great yeah. songs. But uh, well, it's, it's one thing I wanted to mention too is uh, now that I'm here and I've got a place settled and, and I can get a little bit more cowboying in. I right, man, I listened to your show for a good long time, and you just sold me. I got to get in the rope and as fast as I can. And so, you know, well, I need a horse, but. Uh, I, I've got my rope and steer, and I've always had a rope. I just got a new one because mine's just beat the heck. But uh, hopefully by the time you get over here, I'll be on a horse and, and getting practice in because that's something I definitely want to get into. Good deal, man. Yeah, well, that's very cool. Well, I, I'm hoping to get back there, and, and I'd, I'd love to come see you. And it, if you ever get out here towards Wickenburg Way, too, I mean, it, this is it's, it's a great place to be in, in during roping season. I mean, it's a sight to see. Yeah, even just watching it, man. I just I love all watching rodeo and all that. So that's that's very cool. I'll take you up on that, sure. All right, brother. Well, hey, man. Great having you on. Great uh, catching up with you. And then uh, we'll we'll be in touch. And uh, like I say, run this through your. I, I don't know how we can do that. If I need to send you a, a link or something, you know, if you want, if you wanted to just run it as you know one of your I'm your Huckleberry episodes too. I, yeah, I think yeah. I think there's well, a way you can do that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a way to do it. I'm not very technologically savvy, but we'll we'll figure that one out. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much, man. I wanted to thank you so much for everything you're doing. I just I love what you're doing. I love what you, you what your podcast is about, and uh, I'm there to support you all the way because it's just a really great thing. So, well, I so appreciate that, man. I appreciate that very much, and likewise, likewise. Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. Okay. Have a all good right. night. Sounds like a deal. All right. legendary men sons of the desert and riders on the wind I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me I ain't got much but I'm free I've always been one to do it my own way I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody nothing Everything I got's my own Some say I'm just a man to the bone I'm a cowboy, yes I am I was born to rope and ride I'm a cowboy, that's my brain Until the day I die From the radio to the rodeo, I'm gonna do my thing. I don't compromise on nothing. What you see is what you get. I may be broken, busted, <laughs> but they ain't killed me yet. <laughs> 